me being me at that age, I, what I did next was I picked up, and this is probably where you saw me on the red carpet for the first time. Yeah. I picked up a marketing internship okay. for BET. Uh, I was uh, in physics class and um, I was in physics and um, the BET director of all channel marketing called and she said, hey, Milton, this is uh, Nikki with BET. Um, you know, you are one of our finalists, uh, top in the finalists for the uh, internship for yeah, BET yeah. Um, for the oh, one year internship. Uh, can you be in D.C. next week? Because our headquarters was in D.C. at that time. OK, uh, so <laughs> I spent uh, a week in, in, uh, in D.C. with the headquarters at BET being trained by their staff. So you went through like the protocol for marketing. Mm, right. So we okay. went through the legal stuff. We got to meet Deborah Lee was the CEO then. So we got gotcha, to meet yeah. Deborah Lee. And so they basically picked 30 college students. Students um, in some of their top markets. Okay. And then, uh, and basically, um, so they flew us in for training and then they flew us back home. Okay. For a year, we reported to BET every week on our marketing initiatives. But you were, so, already, you were back in Memphis. So I was back in Memphis. Okay. So our basis was in our home cities, which were some of their top markets yeah. for their marketing. Gotcha. And so this was kind of like their grassroots, kind of on the ground, eyes and ears, yeah. but getting into the, what better way to get into the minds of oh, the yeah. youth How was that than experience? employing 30 students across the country in yeah, your top yeah, yeah. markets. So the experience was a Amazing. So I was challenged in ways. It changed the trajectory. It changed the direction of my career. That internship, which I always okay. tell you know anybody I'm talking to the youth, do an internship. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Get your feet wet. Make the mistakes. Uh, every week we would have a conference call. So okay. the very first we got back, we landed. The very next week, BET said our email said, "Okay, challenge one. Yeah, you've just been named the top rep." Uh, not top rep, but you've been named the the marketing rep intern for your city representing BET. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to generate press for yourself. Yeah, get it done. See you next week. Wow. So it was. So that was like challenge one. Yeah, so yeah, number. Yeah. So so I went and Burnell Smith. You remember him? He passed away. Yeah, the tri-state I do. defender. Uh-huh. I and this is why another reason why. I credit the importance of having black men and black spaces and our black owned newspapers and all those in the sure. black owned media mm-hmm. um, because no one else was going to really give me a chance at that moment to really yeah. write that story. And I had never had to do that before at that point. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so I reached out to him through a mutual connection mm-hmm. and he said, I would love to help you, Milton. So yeah. he said, I- I'll publish whatever you need to, to make it successful. So wow, he published dope. a whole article for me. So then he did an article and then the University of Memphis, uh, 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 did an article as well and so I won that like one of the ones that win that first challenge really quickly uh, Milton Memphis came about uh, 16 years ago I was working in tourism uh, and didn't realize that I took a job. We'll talk about this hopefully at some point. But long story <laughs> short, I took a job in tourism, and my friends were tired of my quick facts about Memphis and promoting the city. Okay. Uh, so this was actually 17 years ago. And yeah. so they were tired of my quick facts, but I was so blown away with the amount of things that I learned about Memphis because of my job. Yeah. And so as I was starting working in radio and then Twitter came out around about the same time, I was like, I need a Twitter handle. I need a radio name. Uh And then I was like, and my friends was like, Milton Memphis. And I was like, 
Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So it became Milton Memphis and also became my brand and then my business name. Um, so most people know me by day as either Milton Howery, yeah. uh, VP of Marketing for Memphis Tourism, mm-hmm. or they know me by night as Milton Memphis, the connector, the event planner, organizer, marketing consultant, all those other yeah, things yeah, that yeah. I do uh, <laughs> as a writer as well and a creative. So it just it just depends on when and how and where you met me. It depends yeah. on what you associate me with. Yeah. So we initially met in networking, an event that you put on. Uh, I know I was running the t-shirt company at the time. In. Yeah, that was the I am was it the I am music concert series <sighs> that we did the original search for. Uh, I feel like that was the event you did the original search for. Maybe uh, it, it was, was so long ago. I know yeah. we've done several things. For yeah, you guys. I think that yeah. was that was back when I was doing that concert series for sure. Uh, and I someone told me that there was this amazing t shirt <laughs> shop in Orange Mound. <laughs> yes, that, sir. And and you hooked us up. Yeah, man. So, dude, you got to hit me with a random fact. You said that your friends got tired of you hitting them with something. Give me a fact, a random fact about Memphis that maybe most people won't know. A random fact about Memphis. Oh, wow. There's so many. What do I start <laughs> that most people want to know? I feel like most Memphians know everything. Okay. Uh, random fact. Random fact. Um, let's see. Oh, my gosh. This is hard. It's all good. Uh, because there's your... so many facts about the city. Yeah. Um, you know, random facts. I'll say, I feel like Memphians know this, but the outside world listening may not know. But, you know, I think there's very few cities in the world that can say they are the origins of American music. So yeah, here yeah. we're the blues, the soul, yeah, sure. rock and roll, and we're still pioneers in hip hop as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's a fun fact that Memphians know and love, but the world needs to learn more and hear more about. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see another quick fact. Um, we got the 10th largest pyramid in the world. Okay. Wow, the 10th largest, <laughs> um, you know, largest pyramid in the world. You know, I opened that up as their public relations uh, and promotions manager and public spokesperson in 2015. Yeah. Uh, so the pyramid is my baby. I worked there, opened up that building for two years. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, a unique. Man, tell um, me about that. What, is, what does that look like for, you know, your role in helping opening it up? That is a massive project. So, you know, that was, that was, what, about eight, 2015, however long okay. ago 2015 was. So I was yeah. there 2015 and 2016. <laughs> About eight years ago, yeah. Uh, and it was, I was in my 20s, uh, my late 20s, and it was one of the largest projects I ever had to organize to date. Okay. Uh, you know, you got the opening had brought out 30,000 plus people. Wow. Uh, to the front of the pyramid, pyramid, we had a flying Elvi drop out the sky. People that don't know what the flying Elvi is, it is basically these guys dressed in Elvis costumes okay. uh, who jump out of an airplane. <laughs> flying Elvi? Elvi. So, okay. so you see the connection, Elvi, <laughs> Elvis. For sure. Um, but they jump out of an airplane uh, and then they jump out of a parachute down into yeah. the pyramid, what they did on the opening day. Mm-hmm. And then they performed the song and that kind of led us to the opening of the pyramid. But anyway, that was yeah. like fun things that, you know, I had never had that had the responsibility of trying to understand how the wind might blow and where they might land and having sure. to do all the technical things that are required for that kind of a stunt. So yeah. anyway, that opening was, it was, you know, you had a pyramid that had been vacant for about a decade. I graduated high school yeah. there in 2004. Okay. Uh, and so then to come back in 2015 yeah. as the person, one of the individuals leading the opening of that pyramid mm-hmm. uh, with an amazing team. So Bass Pro Shops, corporate and love working for them. Yeah. Amazing people. Uh, over there at Bassport Corporate, Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work with Sandy and Sandy and Katie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who were <laughs> like the the marketing and PR teams that helped lead that and that brought me into the fold along with the GM over there, David Hagel, to lead the opening. And that was fun. So, you know, yeah. it was, you know, that was probably, you know, and Memphians didn't really in the beginning understand um, 
you know, um, what that would do for the city. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I will say I was one of those people who didn't understand it because yeah. I was like, I will admit yeah. before I started working there and it wasn't just because I was paying my bills, uh-huh. but before I started working there, I um, was working at the convention center in sales. Okay. And, and I, I got to tell you that story, how I got over to Bass Pro, but yeah. uh, I was working at the convention center in sales and I was like, Pyramid, it's going to come up Bass Pro Shops and I'm not a hunter or fisherman, so I wasn't yeah, initially yeah. excited about it. But once I realized and looked at um, what they were bringing, uh-huh. once they hired me and what was happening inside, uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh, there's an audience what in is the world it? Because, that loves this. Because I think a lot of Miffy and still probably feel that way, you know? So what was the what was the big deal in bringing Bass Pro? Like, what was the benefit? So, so we're, the benefit is you have... On the given day, back in so I, don't quote me on numbers now, but mm-hmm. I can I'll quote a number from when I was there. Okay. Uh, so on a given day, um, you had walking through the door of that building. From what I can remember, uh, I think on some busy Saturdays mm-hmm. there may have been over there was well over ten thousand people that wow. came through the door. Right on a given mm-hmm. Saturday, so you got you got restaurants, you've got uh, restaurants, bowling alley, a museum. Mm-hmm. You've got six hundred thousand gallons of water yeah. uh, with all with various different types of fish. You got alligators, uh, and then you have shopping, right? Yeah. Um, peep and Memphis is also in the center and the very centrally located in the south to where a lot of people go hunting across the river in Arkansas. Okay. So those people that are going hunting and fishing, having gotcha. that pyramid right there, that strategically at that point, yeah. Um, you know, makes it an ideal spot for mm-hmm. people that are going hunting to stop and gather what they need yeah, on their yeah, way. Yeah. That makes but sense. what it did for the city was you have people that are coming to the city mm-hmm. to spend money in for Memphis, sure. um, which brings revenue to the city of Memphis yeah, as well as the downtown area. Yeah. So, you know, so in terms of what that has done for the city, uh, it's it's it, you can't ask for anything else. Have you been to the hotel? I haven't been to the it hotel. It has a luxury hotel, Rustic okay. Cabins is one of uh, our, is we have a lot of lovely hotels in Memphis, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's any as unique as the Bass Pro, uh-huh. uh, the Big Cypress Lodge that's in Bass Pro Shops yeah. at the Pyramid. Big Cypress Lodge um, is similar to uh, Big Cedar, which is a sister property okay. of um, owned by Bass Pro Shops gotcha. um, in the hospitality uh, department there. Uh, but... Um, Big, Big Cypress, which is what Memphis has at the Pyramid, uh, I think it has a hundred and... I used to know these numbers by heart when yeah. I was there marketing, but it's been eight <laughs> years. Uh, but they have about 103 rooms okay. um, with uh, with uh, a view to inside the store. So even when gotcha. the store closes, you still can look over your balcony in your hotel room and see inside the store. That is a, a man-made Cypress Swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's wow, an amazing... So yeah. if, you, if you are... Now, I've been in the building. It's amazing. You've got to go. Yeah. Some people still haven't been to the top. It's the tallest freestanding elevator in the nation. Yeah, that, that elevator with a glass me out. observation deck. You have amazing views of the city of Memphis. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like to argue that you can see Mississippi and Arkansas because if I feel like if I can see the airport, which is near the Mississippi state line, then I should be able to see that's the tree tops. Yeah, that's a valid I, argument. That's a reach maybe, yeah. but I like to say that. Uh, but you obviously can see Arkansas because it's right across the river in the entire city of uh, our downtown area. So, yeah. uh, so no, Bass Pro Shops has been one of my most rewarding and challenging jobs to date, mm. you know, in terms of the, uh, leading the opening festivities as a primary public spokesperson, event yeah. planner and promotions manager for that, for that opening, as yeah. well as all the other things that took place sure. over that two year period of that opening. And then uh, I was recruited to come back to, to join Memphis Tourism in 2017. Yeah, man, you wear a lot of hats. 
you know, I think a lot of people, like you said, depending on where they met you with, they don't even know that you've been a part of some of these massive projects. And it's crazy. And that's kind of what I want to transition because you have seen the inner workings of a lot of things that go on in the city because of your role with tourism. And you decided to start a networking event. Man, how did that, the link up? What did that come up? The link up myth is like, what was the idea? How did you come up with that? So I, to be honest, um, I went to a networking event and okay. I won't say the name of it. Was it here local? Uh-huh. Was it here local? It was it was local. Okay. It was a local networking event, and it was a great event. Uh-huh. I just felt, uh, and I and I really really uh, uh, adore and appreciate the individual that that was hosting this event, mm-hmm. um, and it just didn't feel as inclusive as okay. um, as I thought it could be, sure. uh, and so I felt like. I'm a talker now. I can come into mm-hmm. a room and I can talk for days and days and we can be <laughs> on this podcast for hours yeah. and hours talking about whatever drops into my mind. So I feel like <laughs> if I walk into a room and I and I don't feel as if I'm able to connect immediately beyond just my little inner circle, then I yeah. kind of feel like that uh, that's a problem. For sure. Uh, so I'm very in. So with the link up, when mm-hmm. I so that inspired me to create the link. So with the link up, I said I wanted to create a space that is very intentional about yeah. Of being inclusive and making sure that everyone feels welcome, regardless of your sexuality, regardless of what you do for a living, yeah. regardless of um, your uh, your economic status, mm-hmm. of all the different boxes that that we all check in our lives yeah. that are personal to us and are part of who we are. Uh, I wanted to link up to be inclusive, and so I, you know, I did before I host anything. Anybody, whenever you host an event or a business idea or anything yeah. in general, you need to poll a few people sure. to check and see uh, does this make sense and is this the right idea? Does the city need this? Yeah. So I asked a few people as I got the idea, as I got the inspiration, then I got the idea, For then sure. I polled a few people. Uh, and then they were, you know, yes. And so then I moved. And, and some people, one or two no's, but the majority yeses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and they were people that, you know, were not close friends, but people that whose opinions in the city that I valued. I and gotcha. so, so I got their, uh, I got their opinions and viewpoints. And then the link up lunch in 2017. Okay. Um, in August of 2017. So we're actually coming yeah. up on an anniversary. Uh, so it's actually is our anniversary month. The event will actually be in okay. September. Uh, and uh, but our anniversary is we've been six years now. And so mm-hmm. the very first one, I hosted it and I said, um, oh wow, um, people are here. Yeah. How many <laughs> people there, showed up to the uh, um to the, the first, first one probably had about 200, a little okay. bit over 200 people. Uh, and I think anything more than that is not networking in some ways because yeah. <laughs> it, can, it can, you know, it can be overcrowded in some ways if you go beyond that two, three hundred number. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're intentional about staying within that frame. Gotcha. Um, but a lot of people came out from various different backgrounds yeah. and, uh, and so it worked. So essentially when you come through the door to link up, mm-hmm. you get a name badge with a matching color, yeah. uh, with a name bag with a color, and then you connect with the person with the matching color. For sure, for sure. Uh, and so the goal is to go find the people with your color and connect with those people. Yeah. So if, if me and you, since we know each other uh-huh. at this point, if we had the same color, we, we wouldn't be allowed to have the same color because we already know each other. Yeah. So we basically, if we were signed up at register, you would get blue, I would get red, and then we would go find the blues and the reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also intentionally infuse uh, our, our welcome committee, uh, okay. the Link Up Welcome Committee, we infuse them into the audience. You may not know oh, who wow. they are. Okay, uh, okay. So they're infused into the audience. So what our goal is, is to look around the room. Mm-hmm. If you take a moment and pause at any event yeah. and look around, you will see one person that may or might look like they are having difficulty um, 
connecting with others. They okay. might look a little bit alone. Gotcha. Uh, they may be by themselves. They might look a little sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just if you see somebody who's giving you any vibes and they are not having a good time yeah. and they're not connecting, then our volunteers and the welcome committee will go over, approach them, start yeah. a conversation, and then the goal is then to drag them uh-huh. <laughs> to another conversation. <laughs> so they introduce them to someone. Gotcha. So, some, so some organic conversations can start happening. Yeah. When I say drag, I mean, you know, be authentic in yeah. connecting with them and learning who they are and making them feel welcome and then pulling some people that you see nearby yeah. to them so then something else happens. And so that's, that's what, yeah. that's that's one of the, the hidden secrets of the link up yeah. that we are very intentional about doing and making sure that we don't want anybody sitting around not connecting. Yeah. That's part of the, I feel that inclusivity because you brought them into the room, uh-huh. but they're still not connecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you gotta you gotta connect them. You gotta give them that the opportunity. That I guess maybe the equity. T- <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Dropping my uh, phone there. Are you good? Uh, I think that's interesting, man. That you know you would think through the event at that level to you know have people in position to make sure that people are connected. Yo, what's going on, equity chasers? Listen, I know you guys are enjoying the episode. Real quick, I know that you guys have already subscribed to the channel, so that's not why I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you guys because we have some major things that we're going to be rolling out. So what I need you to do is pause the video, go down to the description. Right above the description of the video, you're going to see a link. That link is going to give you access to our email list. I need you to subscribe. So when we roll out some of these things, you'll be one of the few that can get into the room. What are we going to roll out? We're going to be opening up our studios this summer. We're going to be letting you guys come in. We're going to be letting you guys watch us record live. We also have some live events planned. We have a lot of things that we're going to be rolling out for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to take your business, your game to the next level this summer. You're going to want to hit that email list and tap in. So look, let's do this. Let's get back to the video. Thank you. What are some of those other things that you guys consider when you're putting on these events? So what we consider when we're pro- producing these events is, you know, I take have to take a, sit, a step back okay. and I look at... Um, you know, I'm always checking in with our committee yeah. uh, and the people that help me produce the events, all the volunteers, because truth be told, this event, and to be totally honest, this event produces, um, you know, no revenue for my organization. Mm-hmm. The sole purpose of this event is sponsored by New Memphis. I got to mm-hmm. give them a plug. For New sure. Memphis, thank you for your support, New Memphis, the link up, <laughs> because... Uh, for the link up as well as uh, so, so thank you to New Memphis and thank you to DJ Flame um, for uh, your support of the link up because sure. DJ Flame was DJing the event for free mm-hmm. the first in the beginning. Uh, you know, I would, you know, provide him what I could yeah. <laughs> uh, at that time. And so but but he believed in the vision. For sure. And so when sponsors came on, then that's when I when New Memphis came on as a sponsor, then that's mm-hmm. when the DJ and all those other costs were able to be handled. For sure. Uh, you know, so we couldn't do this without that sponsorship. But yeah. I don't charge people to come to the link up. Uh, because I wanted to remain free. I didn't want that barrier of I got to find twenty dollars to come to this event. Yeah. Um, so you, it's gonna always be free as long as I, you know, have my trusted sponsors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, but what I look for when we're hosting this event is really making sure that we're picking locations that um, speak to our audience okay. uh, that are coming. Um, we typically like to choose locations that are new to the city, mm-hmm. uh, locations that are um, that provide an aesthetic or a vibe that are fun. Uh-huh. We sometimes look for places where there are businesses that we feel we need to support. Okay. So like the most recent event, we did the genre. It's a yeah, black owned. Yeah, you were it's there. A great, it's a, it's a black owned yeah. restaurant, uh, downtown Memphis. 
and so I'm always eager to um, to support our black businesses. So sure, I was like, okay, sure. yes, they, they reached out a few times. I was like, we're going to make it work. And they expanded mm-hmm. their restaurant. And so we ended up hosting it there because of the expansion allowed us to host it there. Yeah. So we're looking, so we look for multiple things when we host the event in terms of the, you know, um, the accessibility of the event, you know, yeah. and where we're hosting it and what it looks like. But then also we're intentional about the, the outcomes we want to see for the event. So okay. the goal is we want people to walk in and make a new connection. Now, okay. we are not a dating yeah. event. Um, there was some, we were trending and mm. there's a Facebook group. I don't know if you heard of it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a Facebook group that's called, uh, are we dating the same man? Yeah. And so there were some <laughs> ladies in this group that said that they were, have found single men at the link up. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't care if, if you're finding a genuine connection that becomes romantic at the link up. For sure. Uh, that is fine. But the link up is not a dating event. Uh-huh. It's a, it's the connecting people. And 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 uh, primarily mm-hmm. uh, for friendships and professional contacts, but okay. we, you know, but if something romantic happens from that, we're perfectly okay with that outcome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I say that to go. There's so many <laughs> things that 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 outcomes from the link up that happen. We have people that walk away with. Um, there's so many people that walk away with new jobs. You know, some okay. people say I came in, I didn't have a job, and wow. I, I found, I, I met somebody and. Um, and, and they gave, they gave me this contact, which Mm -hmm. led to this, or I've had some individuals that said, Hey, um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I got, you know, four new business contacts because of the link up. Uh, I've gone to brunch where I was invited to brunch for somebody that was a new friend. Okay. And so I get to this table of 10 people and I'm thinking that this is, uh, you know, my first time meeting these 10 people, but what has happened is, um, I have, it is my first time meeting them, but I didn't mm-hmm. actually meet them. It was all of them had met at the link up. Gotcha. So the one person that invited me was the only person <laughs> that I knew. Yeah. And so I sat down at the table and I was like, how did y'all all meet? Uh-huh. Um, thank you for inviting me to brunch. And they're like, um, well, we all met at the link up. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so thank you. I was like, well, no, thank y'all. So yeah. it's, uh, so it's, that's the goal. So, though. so yeah, that's yeah. the goal. It's friendships, it's business contacts, mm-hmm. it's, uh, developing relationships. It's, uh, you know, it's bringing people together to make sure that their journey through the city of Memphis yeah. is 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 well experienced with connecting with each other, For sure. uh, and it's welcoming to all. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about the uh, the data, right? Yeah. Uh, do you look at certain metrics, and if so, how do you utilize those metrics? I know that spring. Uh, so I knew that that last event that we did, which was the beginning of spring, mm-hmm. uh, the middle of spring, I guess. Um, I knew that, that one event would be popular. Spring, everybody's coming out. For sure. The next event we do, uh, which is coming up, um, will be kind of the beginning, almost the beginning of fall. Okay. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Once we get to the holidays, I know based on the data yeah. <laughs> that it's not going to be as busy as the spring or summer okay. and fall. Okay. Uh, but but our winter and fall one, mm-hmm. um, our winter, well, yeah. So no, our winter in uh, a winter one, just the winter, the spring, mm-hmm. summer, and fall are great. Winter yeah. is our issue. Okay. Okay. <laughs> winter is our issue. So that one that we have in like January, February, March, that one, okay. um, that's the one where we typically also see. So you have the fall one, which is going to be the one that's going to take place in like around the holidays okay. or right before. That one isn't as busy as the other two gotcha. as spring and summer, but it's definitely more than winter. So you do three of them yeah. a year? Four. Four of them, yeah. So once a quarter, it's once okay. a quarter. Uh, Do you but, plan on growing it past that, or you you pretty comfortable where it's at? Um, right now? No, that's it. 
Yeah, uh, we don't need to because we're going to be limited on the venues that we are able to host because sure. the, the, there's certain requirements venues have to meet uh, in terms of participating for the event. Yeah, um, and so I don't want to have to book a boring ballroom for, for sure. uh, a networking event. I we yeah. like unique spaces, so it keeps it more flexible by keeping it at that number. I like that. Uh, yeah. But in terms of you know, answer go back to your question on the, on the numbers. So we look at we look at the number of. Uh, attendees, right? We collect the data in terms of, we get the number of attendees, but we also get where they're from, right? Okay. So we get, um, uh, did you just move to Memphis within a certain period of time? Because mm -hmm. my sponsor, New Memphis, will let's look at that information because okay. what we do with that information is we're able to share with those new people who may be new to Memphis the yeah. programs that New Memphis offers okay. uh, for professional development and things oh, like yeah, that. That's cool. So that's one of the, so anybody that's been to Link Up, they know there's a questionnaire you have to answer that, yeah. that asks that question about our, you know, when, how long have you been in the city of Memphis? Uh, and then are you a member of, of New Memphis and those sorts of things so that we can get a little bit of information. Yeah. And so we and so we also get what your profession is. So we're For able sure. to see, you know, we've got a combination of doctors and lawyers and entrepreneurs and, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, stylists mm -hmm. and, you know, it runs marketers and, you know, educators. And yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so with that, you know, we're able to see who those people are. We're able to make sure that our event caters to those audiences. Um, we're also able, you know, I've learned, you know, in the beginning, I, I looked at, you know, the first, when we first hosted the event, I couldn't determine what time was the best time. Okay. So we did the test <laughs> trial, right? We did the, you know, and you always got to test out. So we started yeah. out at like 5.30 and that was okay. way too early. Gotcha. They showed up at the first one at 5.30, but with the next one at 5.30, the second one, I was like, okay, I think this time is the issue. Yeah. So we listened to our, our feedback and comments. Gotcha. And so we found the time period. Then people were determining, on the data, shit we hosted, and I always tell people there people have this need when we mm -hmm. do things, whether particularly in when you're hosting events or even in the content space. I think okay. sometimes when when people are creating things, okay, um, there's this need, this artificial. Um, artificial requirement we put on ourselves. Yeah. I gotta do this event every month, yeah, or yeah, I gotta yeah. do it every Friday, so that people. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Figure out a formula that mm -hmm. works for your audience and also works for you and your life. And yeah. that's what the link up has been for me. So for me, I'm a busy schedule. I don't have time to market the yeah, city yeah. of Memphis and then for tourism and then do an event every month. Yeah, time yeah, just yeah. isn't there. Sure. Uh, so, but I do have at least four days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of the year that I can devote to this. Mm -hmm. And it, and so those so that's once a quarter. And so what happens is the audience that comes to it in their minds is right on time. Yeah. So yeah, we go sure. away but it and, and then like we come back. Yeah. And so it mm -hmm. seems like it's a lot. I think to some people, they're like, isn't it every month? I was yeah. like, have you been every month? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we don't stick to, we don't stick. To, so the goal is, you know, is we have a strict formula of our marketing. So mm -hmm. it is, you know, we know we pick a date. We're only going to promote it three to four weeks in advance. Okay. Um, and, and we promote three, four, three to four weeks in advance. And okay. then we do, um, you know, maybe a dozen or so social media posts, mm -hmm. a couple videos, and then we're done. And then gotcha. we, and so it's just a, a subtle, uh, and then the email wise, we send up, you know, maybe a handful of emails within yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. short period of time. And the people come, we've built up and maintained the brand and stayed yeah. true to the brand of the Link Up Memphis and what that means and what For that sure. entails. Uh, and so we listen to all the feedback that people give us mm -hmm. and, you know, so we're, we definitely have some plans to do, 
We've done some pop-ups. Like yeah. we did the link up pop-up bike ride a few weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw that. We're also gonna do a pop-up event with Habitat for Humanity where we're going okay. to bring everybody out to network but build houses. Yeah, uh, so that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I met a, uh one of the reps at the uh, last event. Jordan Cannon. Yep, that's, that's my cousin. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, we met. Uh so yeah, so uh I met with Jenner with Jordan and his boss uh, okay. um well lunch a few weeks ago and they reached out of they like this would be a great idea. It's like, yeah, link up while we build a house. Why not? Yeah, that's um, cool. So man. that's so we do those. The link up is all about connecting people at the core. Okay. Um, and so that's number one. Mm-hmm. And then number two, however, we can extend freely extend that network to help out other nonprofits and organizations in the city. Gotcha. That's what we're about. So and that's cool, man. And I've been to, I would say probably at least 75% of the, the You have. I, I've there. seen you in the number. Yeah. I, <laughs> I enjoy going and of course I, you know, support you know, whatever you have going on. Let me ask you this, man, just thinking about, you know, data, just so people can kind of know, what is that broken up to? I know you have a, a good, healthy mix of, you know, corporate, you have a good, healthy mix of entrepreneurs. Based on data, have you seen one that stands out more like more people come to the link up for this particular reason? So I would say entrepreneurs are probably the individuals who are the most, um, the attendees at the event who show up the most. Gotcha. Um, those people who, yes, they may have a day job like myself, yeah. but you also do something else and even that you're trying to promote and get the word out for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are the people that send out the most. And what I've and, and based on the feedback we're getting in our data, it seems like the entrepreneurs, if you're starting out yeah. a business, the first thing you need is you need awareness, right? And we don't yeah. charge anything for our vendors to participate. So if you are if you are a uh, individual that you know that's just starting off with your business, mm-hmm. but you have a, if you can bring your if we have space, we allow a certain amount of vendors first come gotcha. first serve. They yeah. have to email us in advance. Um, but you know we uh, offer a space to them freely for them to network. Uh, and bring out whatever materials they want to give out and showcase their business. Yeah. Um, so that is probably one of the demographics that stands out the most. And gotcha. the feedback that I consistently get is, I've picked up new clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, um, you know, I've sold this amount of merchandise or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. So sure. I think the small businesses in Memphis who need that exposure who need that marketing and branding help and to figure out where to find that help a mm-hmm. lot of them find that at the link up yeah 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 why me back man what are you, where are you where's home Let's take it all the way back. I'm from, if anybody that's from Memphis, you know, BHZ, Black Haven Zone. <laughs> uh, so I um, so I went to what Whitehaven Elementary, Haven View Middle School, and then Whitehaven Elementary, I mean, Whitehaven High School. Uh, and then I even stayed uh, in town for college. Okay. So I started out my career uh, thinking I wanted to be an engineering student. Okay. Uh, so, I, uh, so I did engineering at Southwest and then got my bachelor's in communications from the University of Memphis. Now, Okay. A tip that most people don't realize, I graduated from both of those schools on the same weekend. Oh, wow. Um, so what happened was I thought I was going to be an engineering student, yeah. thought engineering was going to be my dream. And I always okay. tell people, tell kids, when you are trying to figure out what you want to do as a career and what you want to become and what you want to do, yeah. um, you need to give it a try. Because yeah, I yeah. had never, I didn't, you know, I had did some vocational training in terms of like computer repair stuff in high school, yeah. but I didn't really know what engineering for computer engineering, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know all the things that was a part of that. For sure. And so, um, so once I got into that, <laughs> I was like, something's got to change. Even my English 101 teacher was like, 
Uh, she was like, something about, I just, you just have more personality. I just don't think engineering is for you. And literally, yeah. she know I was on the fence about it. And so anyway, so long story short, uh, I transferred to University of Memphis. Okay. Uh, I didn't transfer. I actually uh, continued going to Southwest, but I took an internship in radio. Okay. And then uh, I transferred, I say transfer, but not the word transfer, because I went to both schools at the same time. Okay. So I registered yeah. at University of Memphis mm-hmm. while still registered at Southwest to yeah, start yeah. finishing up both degrees at the same time because okay. I'd already started on the associates. I was like, I'm still going to keep this. I'm yeah, still going to yeah. finish it out. Although I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm finishing this degree. <laughs> so um, so I graduated with associates in engineering, computer engineering, and a okay. bachelor's in communications from University of Memphis uh, all on the same weekend. Gotcha. Uh, and so so anyway, so that's kind of my educational journey. Okay. Uh, and so, um, so from that standpoint, you know, while in college, mm-hmm. working on both those degrees um, here in the city of Memphis, uh, I was working, I went from working uh, as an intern at Bot Radio Network, okay. which is a Christian station in town. They're still around, very okay. large Christian station. Got my feet wet in that regard. Then I got word that Intercom uh, Communications Corporation was uh, hiring for a morning show producer for the Mike and Mandy morning show on WR, okay. WRVR The River 104.5. Yeah. And so they. So then at what 20, is a, what 21. What does a morning producer do? So morning show producer uh-huh. is doing a lot of, <laughs> uh-huh. so it's very similar to as you prepare for uh-huh. your podcast and you prepare the questions and you prepare what the content is going to look like. Okay. So the morning mm. show producer is assisting the show host. Okay. So you're basically more of like kind of assistant to the show host as gotcha. you are helping them produce the segment. So, um, so for my main job, I was coming at four in the morning mm. uh, while in college at yeah. 20 years old. I was wow. coming in at four in the morning. And then I would have a meeting with the show hosts, Mike and Mandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and Mandy would, you know, would say, this is what we're thinking about for the day. American Idol was hot then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like cutting up clips and little sound bites of American <laughs> Idol so that we can play on the air and play on the radio. I'm scouring the internet for content and information. Yeah. And back in those days, thinking back to that time period yeah. and how we had to download information, oh, it was so antiquated <laughs> thinking about <laughs> thinking about that time period. But so uh, we would download the information and I would upload it into the computer, queue it up so that on their soundboard, okay, mm. I got this sound bite on, on, on this number. Yeah, I got yeah, this yeah. sound bite there. Here's this, here's that. So, um, so you're, if somebody calls with a comment or a question or something yeah. you're you're doing that man sound um, like them engineering skills came uh, in hand yeah yeah <laughs> it did it did it it, it did come in hand yeah uh, so what did so, you do after the radio so after so i would do radio from every monday through friday from four to around about nine o'clock okay and then i would go i had took a part-time job and this is how i got in tourism so this is okay. how tourism came into the mix gotcha. uh i was doing a i needed it i needed radio wasn't paying a whole lot right you're working mm-hmm. four hours a day uh, and that was it. So I needed some additional income. Yeah. So I said, somebody's, I was going to my parents' house. I was living with my parents in Whitehaven. Okay. Uh, and I said, somebody's got to work at that Memphis Visitor Center. It had just opened the year. It's like 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, um, I'm just, I just pulled over. As I was passing by on the expressway, I saw it. And I just okay. like, I'm just going here in the plot. Uh, and so walked in and uh, ended up putting in my, my resume uh, and I knew somebody that was in there. I didn't even know she worked there. I walked okay. in and she was like, yes, bring your resume back. So I brought my resume back like the next day. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call back and that kicked off for career in tourism. So I was so for a number of years, mm-hmm. I was doing radio and tourism at the same time. Okay. And so then um, while doing radio, I, I left the Mike and Mandy morning show because it was that morning show routine after a year or so. It was yeah, like, yeah. Was, was dragging me I and I need imagine. to finish school. So I was like, I got to let that go. But I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. 
But me being me at that age, I, what I did next was I picked up, and this is probably where you saw me on the red carpet for the first time. Yeah. I picked up a marketing internship okay. for BET. Wow, how did you uh, land it? So, so I was I think I was watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> watching TV or online and saw BET put made an announcement that says you can be our intern. Yeah. Uh email us here. I put an application in there. And so I put in my application. I remember the summer of 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh I was uh in physics class and okay. um I was in physics and um the BET director of all channel marketing called and Nikki Jennings, if you hear this, hey, Nikki, you changed my life. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Nikki Jennings called me and she said, hey, Milton, this is uh, Nikki with BET. Um, you know, you are one of our finalists, uh, top in the finalists for the uh, internship for yeah, BET, yeah. Uh, for the oh, one crazy, year internship. Uh, can you be in D.C. next week? Because our headquarters was in D.C. at that time. Okay. Uh, and I was like, um... Yeah, are you, can y'all, y'all, y'all? I mean, I'm broke, right? So yeah. I'm like, are y'all, y'all paying for the flight? <laughs> and then she's like, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I end up, you know, spent uh, a weekend in uh, in DC with the headquarters at BET, being trained by their staff. So you went through like the protocol for marketing, mm-hmm. right? So we okay. went through the legal stuff. We got to meet Deborah Lee was CEO then, so we got gotcha, to meet yeah. Deborah Lee. And so they basically picked 30 college students um, in some of their top markets. Okay. And then, uh, and basically, um, so they flew us in for training and then they flew us back home. Okay. For a year, we reported to BET every week on our marketing initiatives. But you, so, are, you were back in Memphis. So I was back in Memphis. Okay. So our basis was in our home cities, which were some of their top markets yeah. for their marketing. Gotcha. And so this was kind of like their grassroots, kind of on the ground, eyes and ears, yeah. with getting into the, what better way to get into the minds oh, of the yeah. youth How was that than experience? employing 30 students across the country yeah, in your top yeah, yeah. markets. So the experience was amazing so i was challenged in ways it changed the trajectory it changed the direction of my career that internship which i always tell you know anybody i'm talking to the youth do an internship uh get your feet wet make the mistakes uh and yes i do think internships should be paid bet did not pay me (laughs) Uh, uh, i think they should be paid but that was okay right because the skills that i learned were amazing Mm -hmm. and so every week we would have a conference call so the very first we got back, we landed. The very next week, BET said, our email said, okay, challenge one. Yeah. You've just been named the top rep, uh, not top rep, but you've been named the, the marketing rep in term for your city representing BET. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to generate press for yourself. Yeah. Get it done. See you next week. Wow. So it was, so that was like challenge one. Yeah, so yeah, number, yeah. so challenge one. So I, I started, um, uh, so I went and Burnell Smith, do you remember him? He passed away yeah, with the Tri-State I do, Defender. Uh-huh. I, and this is why, another reason why I credit the importance of having black men and black spaces and our black owned newspapers and all those in the, sure. in the black owned media, mm-hmm. um, because no one else was going to really give me a chance at that moment to really yeah. write that story. And I had never had to do that before at that point. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so I reached out to him through a mutual connection mm-hmm. and he said, I would love to help you Milton. So yeah. he said, I- I'll publish whatever you need to, to make it successful. So wow, he published dope. a whole article for me. So then he did an article and then the university of Memphis, uh, I uh, did an article as well. Yeah. And so I won that, like one of the ones that win that first challenge. And before okay. I got the next call, BET was like, we've, we've already received press from Memphis regarding 
challenge one. So then yeah. challenge each week or every other week, you get something that you're supposed to do. So okay. it was every then they had a new show that was coming out. So gotcha. you had like Terry Crews, 106 and Park, yeah, new yeah, season. Yeah. Um, you had um, uh, the Monique show. Uh-huh. You had, um, oh my gosh, the game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like we had so many challenges. So like the game had just did their reboot on BET. And so we had to throw, um, figure out a unique way to bring awareness. So I yeah. threw a big Memphis watch party Okay. Um, for for the launching of the game. So yeah. I threw a watch party, had you know several hundred people out for it. BET oh, flew in. Like essentially what happened is BET would send you some branded items yeah, and yeah, give yeah. you some messaging and points that you can use to yeah. leverage the brand to market it. Hold on, we gotta stay uh, there for a second. You threw an event. 700 people came out. What not 700, it? several. <laughs> several. Oh, I several. just said 700. Not 700. Okay. Not Still, 700. Several, mm-hmm. several hundred people came out. Like, what were the things that they allowed or provided you that created their marketing to, to get those people out? So, really, not, <laughs> not a whole lot. Essentially, okay. just marketing material. So, you got t-shirts and, uh, and imagery and creative and gotcha. assets and things. Things that we could use online and, mm-hmm. and actually just marketing materials. But there was gotcha. no okay. real incentive. It was basically like it was a challenge. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was like, here's what you got. How do you make something with it? Yeah. Uh, and so for me, I was like, okay, I'm gonna throw a watch part. I got this BET banner. I got this and I got that. And I'm gonna connect. And the thing is, it wasn't too hard to be honest because BET is a brand that people recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah for but sure. But you do have protocols per you know BET in terms of how you how you can and can't use the brand, yeah. right? So I had to be very careful about you know not breaking those rules. Gotcha. Uh, in terms of how I bring awareness to it. And so once I realized, realized the guidelines and how I could operate, mm-hmm. uh, I essentially um you know use that the BET brand to um to work with um the local venues okay. and businesses to say hey I'm a marketing internship for BET. We're launching this. Okay. We want to gather two to 300 people at your venue to launch a watch party. You will have the official watch party for the BET game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, no, we're not paying for drinks and alcohol. They're going to buy it. <laughs> it's BET, uh, yeah. But if you can give us the venue, we're going to promote it and we're going to make it happen. So mm-hmm. for me to make that happen, I essentially, you know, using my connects and mm-hmm. I say my connects, I really didn't have a lot at the time because I was building that network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I just use, uh, you know, reaching out to individuals in the community to see who was willing to help and promote yeah. that. And so I had a book space just by reaching out and opening my mouth for help and, yeah. and pushing that. And so, you know, also, you know, it was, you know, doing, it was doing some press releases and, and, and the tri-state defender, Bernal Smith mm-hmm. helped me with bringing awareness to that. He, okay. he played a, a vital role when I was that marketing intern for helping me offer me a lane in his space yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where the things I need to promote could freely be shown without there being charged. But typically mm-hmm. a newspaper is going to say, Hey, um, you know, I don't want to just freely write about your event. You know, you got you can place an ad. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. <laughs> uh, and so Barnell understood the importance of you know, I think helping me in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and so he was like, yeah, whatever you need, um, you know, we we've we've got you covered. So he you know helped me with some editorial. Him and uh, Karanja, uh, the editor, and um, we made that happen. And so you know there was that challenge, and there was you know there was a whole dance competition we did that <laughs> you could win tickets to the BT Hip Hop Awards. Okay, um, I mean there was so many events that I did in a year as an internship that challenged me. I grew and I had to overcome so many things, you know, to make the internship happen. And then at the end of the year, after the year of creating the internship, there's the one call where BET announces, you know, based on, you know, all the the metrics and we were measured. So like, Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, I created a whole blog site in Memphis devoted mm. to BET. Okay. Uh, so I had that data. I yeah. had the social media pages I created. I had all these emails I had accumulated. Yeah, so yeah. I had all this data to kind yeah, of say, yeah. this is what I had all the press that I had generated. Right. For sure. So I had a lot of information to say, this is what Milton has done for BET in uh-huh. the last year. Uh, and so I, I had a feeling I was going to be the winner. <laughs> so I was so, so in 2011, they named me their top marketing intern. Wow. Out of the 30 students that was uh-huh. in the other different cities. Um, and they flew me as a gift to work the BET Awards. And so that oh, introduced okay, me to okay. like my my red carpet experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they flew me to uh, L.A. to work that, that weekend, the BET Awards in 2011. And so I got and I also had started writing at that point. Because okay. I wanted to explore my journalism background more. Gotcha. So I started writing for the Tri-State Now. So they mm-hmm. was like, we love your the input and the things you wrote for BET. For sure. But are you, do you want to explore, um, you know, writing other articles for yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, absolutely. I was yeah. like, but by the way, I'm flying to the BET Awards as a staff member slash intern. Mm-hmm. So... I could write about that experience and cover yeah. the event for you. And then Burnell was like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I flew down there. So I had two, I remember going through the press, um, uh, the press check-in. Um, yeah. I had two badges. I had a work badge uh-huh. <laughs> that said BET. Then I had a press badge and okay. they was like, how is it that you work for us? And then you also, I was like, well, I'm also a journalist and I'm yeah. also an intern for yeah, y'all. Yeah. This is and an so they were trying to figure out, so they just, they, the thing was they didn't want to have two bass two badges because they thought that I would give one to somebody else for access. Oh, okay, okay. So they had to merge it into one. Yeah. So I was like, we, I look, I have a job. I have two jobs to do for y'all this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so anyway, they, um, so anyway, I worked the uh, BET radio remote. So mm-hmm. I was the one to check in when the celebrity comes in. We like check you off the list. And the radio yeah. remote, uh, I haven't been to the BET Wars in a long time. BET, you can invite me back out. You changed my <laughs> life. Invite me to the BET Wars again. But um, let's hope this podcast get that much. Yeah, yes, let's hope it gets there. Yeah, and so um, <laughs> I, um, so I essentially was a check in, and so you go to. Um, the radio remote, and then you're basically the guests are taken from spot to spot by yeah. the staff there to interview on the radio station, the various radio stations from across the country that, sure. that flew in for for that event. Um, but that was a, a rewarding experience. That was yeah. my first time in LA, and I've been back so many times since. And then, you know, the other time you've probably seen me on the red carpet, uh, you know, through Milton Memphis Entertainment, I've been mm-hmm. doing, through our initial connection, uh-huh. I've been doing... Because of BET, mm-hmm. I realized I had a special skill. Okay. So I had been doing journalism. I had been doing radio. Yeah. But I also realized that marketing was a part of it. I also realized that event planning and coordination and project management was also a skill yeah, that's yeah, yeah. needed often within marketing, that's yeah. needed often with various jobs, right? And so, and definitely in the entertainment space. So then I started, I said, hey, I want to do... I want to continue to create my own events. Yeah. And so that's when I created the I Am Music concert series and some other events over the years. And so that's where Milton Memphis Entertainment, the brand kind of came from that experience and yeah. wanted to continue that. For sure, uh, for sure. And so, which eventually led to how the link up was birthed, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and so BET was the was the the key element that opened up a door to me of what I was capable of. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I had no idea that... The radio journey, the BET journey, that the visitor center journey, uh-huh. uh, the journalism journey would later connect 
with all the jobs that I've done in over the last decade, right? Sure. I had no idea that those things would all connect. Yeah. Uh, and so those all things end up connecting to my current role. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's crazy, man. I want to rewind just a little bit in this story because I'm curious. Like BET was issuing out these challenges, right? And it's stuff that you've never done before. But of course, as an intern and of course to prove yourself, how are you figuring out, man, how to execute this stuff? So, you know, it's 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 one thing that I learned throughout the process is uh-huh. You cannot be afraid to ask questions and ask for help. For sure. Um, so being, you know, you know, I was 23 at the time, um, and I immediately just dialed into uh, my network, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it wasn't really big then. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was really small. I only knew, you know, a handful of people. I feel like I grew up in Memphis all my life, but I didn't, I didn't have an attachment to the business community. And I'm gonna say another thing. Yeah, it was hard because. Now, when Milton Howery or Milton Memphis mm-hmm. <laughs> goes to someone and say, I want to book an event yeah. or I want to do business with you um, because I have a reputation uh, for doing events, it's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at 23 mm-hmm. versus now at 37, the experience is a different, yeah, different yeah, experience. Yeah. So at 23, the challenge was no one believed in me. No mm. one took me seriously. They thought I was a child yeah, that yeah, was just sure. here to play games with them. And so, you know, and it's like, you're a BT intern, you want to do what? Yeah, you yeah. know, and so <laughs> so the challenge I had back then was, you know, I always think about if people believed that me at 23, mm-hmm. like they do at 37, yeah. the difference it, it would have made. But it took 15 years of work or yeah. more before people took me seriously. But uh, I don't even think, what was your original question? I think I kind of got off No, nah, I was there. just curious at how you was executing yeah. so, all so, of so, yeah. so, so the question, you know, it, it was, it was, it was as, as I said, it was difficult. And it, I just stuck to, um, you know, pushing through those difficult moments. Yeah, and yeah. when you don't know something, only thing you need to do is, okay, it's, it's okay. If you know where you're trying to go yeah. and you don't know the in-between, you just got to take the baby steps mm. and figure it out yeah, yeah, and just dope. one day at a time. Sure. And you got to be consistent with it and you got to deliver on what you say you're going to deliver and you got to yeah, do man. what you say you're going to do and you got to keep your promises. Absolutely. And you got to know how to build relationships and you got to know the value of what you're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I reached out to the venue to host a watch party for the BET Awards, I didn't have any money to rent yeah, that yeah. venue. Um, and so, but I knew for sure that he needed, that the venue owner needed a little money, yeah. that he didn't mind a couple people buying drinks in his facility. Yeah. And so I said, Hey, if you give me this facility free of charge, then I can guarantee you this amount of people are going to spend this amount of money within yeah, yeah. this amount of time frame. Do you want this money? Take it or leave it. Every time I think of you, Milton, or I see you, I always kind of categorize you as the most connected man in Memphis. Uh, what's next for you, bro? What's next? You know, that is the ever so pressing question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's next? Um, you know, um, I, Barack, not Barack Obama, but Michelle Obama has this saying uh, of never uh, asking a child what they want to be when they grow up, right? Yeah. Because the the future is endless at what we become and what we can do. So it's not, hmm. uh, it's not really about picking one thing, yeah. um, but it's about um, just being okay with the process yeah, of yeah. life and knowing um going with the process of life and just kind of um having a direction of where you want to go but yeah. also letting life happen mm. and enjoying the moment um and letting your future come at you um in a way that um 
Let it come at you in a way that you can, that is authentic and genuine yeah. and on time for you. For sure. You know, uh, I think sometimes, you know, the answer to that question is kind of heavy because I'm enjoying my job right yeah, now yeah, yeah. As, vice president of marketing, as vice president of marketing at Memphis Tourism. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, the, the my Milton Memphis Entertainment Company in terms yeah. of... Um, of what it does for the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, uh, I wish I could have an answer for like the next yeah, yeah, step. Yeah. So I guess I don't have an answer for you. The answer, right? <laughs> I think I don't have an answer. I'm enjoying the moment. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not trying to put a clamp on the direction, but there are things that are happening, things that work that are like immediate goals, yeah, yeah, yeah. but whether they connect to some larger grand vision, not mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, what's happened is, and, and my journey is, I think, you know, you start off, my initial motive was mm-hmm. uh, for life was, I can't be broke, <laughs> can't yeah, be yeah. poor. <laughs> so there was this, and then also, I admit, there was this drive to um, to be, um, to feel like you have to prove something, right? Yeah. So like from 18 until about 30, I'm 37, so from yeah, 18 yeah. to 30, I was like on this this grind, like I gotta yeah. get it. I gotta get this money. I gotta get this job. I gotta get this. I gotta get that. You know, yeah. I need this. And you know, trying to keep up in and trying to prove something. And then yeah. thirty hit is where I my my purpose in life shifted, which is why I can't really answer that yeah. question because my purpose shifted less about uh, my purpose is less about money. Mm-hmm. Is less about um, a job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's more about what impact am I able to live and I'm able to make beyond my own existence, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what brings me joy. That's dope. Um, for me, so it's, it's about you know, you know, if I if I was to die, if something was to happen to me, yeah. Um, what impact did I have? I do not care about the size of my house. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care about what car I drive. No one cares about what's in my bank account. Yeah. I want to know how did I make people feel on Earth? Did I make a difference? And that's what matters to me. And so when I think about my future and what's happening next, yeah. it's going to align in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know, man, I think that's the perfect answer because yeah. once we rewind and look back at your extensive career, it's kind of all kind of happened that way, right? One opportunity has led to the next and it's never, from the way you describe it, it seems like it's never been forced. It's just always manifested it, the next opportunity. God has been good. Yeah. God has been good. God has given me, um, you know, a, a life uh, that I've never dreamed of having. I mean, I, I was the... I was the the struggler in high school. I was not very, uh, I told you I graduated with two degrees on the same day, but yeah. I was not, I was a slow learner. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually, most people would be shocked to realize I did not learn to read at grade level yeah. until like eighth grade, maybe yeah, 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 like yeah, somewhere yeah. along there. So I struggled, right? Yeah. And so to come out of that, uh, out of that, you know, and that was, you know, that struggle mm-hmm. and that, and, the, and, and that, you know, moment of my life to move on and do yeah. all the things that I've been able to do has shocked my parents beyond their wildest yeah. dreams. And they think about, you know, and so I, I think the Lord has blessed me, but I think what has helped me in the journey is um, you got to have a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. And, and once I, as I'm getting older and realizing that as long as you hold on to that positive outlook and yeah. those good intentions, and long as your purpose uh, as long as you understand the purpose and the why as to why you are choosing to do a certain yeah. thing, then uh, your future is forever going to move in the way that it needs to for you. So I always have to take a, a step back mm-hmm. and ask myself the why. Why am I doing this? And then that, and if I and if I truly listen to that answer yeah. and and be authentic with myself, 
uh, it can reveal some truth that'll be helpful for you making the right decision for yeah. my life. And so that's kind of what I live by. I like that. Yeah, uh, that's dope. You know. And just let people know, man, how they can keep up with you. Keep up with me. So it's The Milton Memphis on Instagram. Uh, the Milton Memphis. You can Google Milton Memphis. You're going to find me as well. Uh, also, you can go to MiltonMemphis.com. Um, you can go to uh, The Link Up Memphis on Facebook or Instagram. Um, yeah. MiltonMemphis.com will take you to everything. Yeah. Um, but if you also go to Milton to members of the link up on Instagram or Facebook, uh, you will find us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that's dope, bro. Milton, I appreciate you coming through doing this, yeah. man. I know you got a, a busy schedule, a lot of things that you're working on. You oversee a lot of projects, man. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank Listen, you. man, if you guys are finding value out of the content, I need you to subscribe. Turn on the notifications so that when we continue to bring out interviews like this, you guys will be the first ones to know.